the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're sad, allow God to put a joy, a smile on your face. If you're married, give a good and warm greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good warm morning hug or welcome to your children and to all those who live with you. And do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday morning and contact friend so they can join in as well. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre, and good Holy Sunday morning with God. Praise be the most holy name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, now and forever and ever. Amen. My dearly beloved brothers and sisters in the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I want to wish you all a wonderful and blessed feast day, first of all, of St. Joseph, who this Sunday, many, many, many Christians in the world will be celebrating the feast day of St. Joseph. He is uh, the spouse of the Virgin Mary. He is uh, the guardian father of Jesus Christ, our Lord and God. And definitely, we're going to be looking a little bit into his life as being the guardian, the patron saint of the Holy Family, the patron saint of workers in the world. Joseph, uh, it is told in our Christian tradition that he died in the hands of uh, Jesus and Mary um, on this day, just like today on March 19th. We would like to also wish a wonderful and blessed feast day of St. Patrick. Uh, many of our Irish brothers, all of our Irish brothers and sisters in the world, and we in America, in Europe, in the Middle East, we also celebrate the feast of St. Patrick. St. Patrick, the little child who was kidnapped by a pagan priest and definitely was raised by a pagan um, uh, a priest. And then when he returned uh, um, into his home, he had uh, learned uh, the entire gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, translated it into Gaelic, a Gaelic language, and went back and became the priest of the pagan people. And then he Christianized all these pagan people and became the patriarch um, of Ireland, a patron saint in the West, uh, as important and wonderful as any father of the church, after whom an entire nation came to know the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, to become called by his name Christians. Before we begin, let us uh, pray together and Psalm 2 together for all of those uh, brothers and sisters of ours who have their Bibles open. I ask you to turn into Psalm 2 and let us pray. O God, come to my assistance. O Lord, make haste to help me. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Why do nations conspire? And the peoples plot in vain. The kings of the earth rise up, and the rulers band together against the Lord and against his anointed saint, 
Let us break their chains and throw off their shackles. The one enthroned in heaven laughs. The Lord scoffs at them. He rebukes them in his anger and terrifies them in his wrath, saying, I have installed my king on Zion, my holy mountain. I will proclaim the Lord's decree. He said to me, You are my son. Today I have become your father. Ask me, and I will make the nations your inheritance, the ends of the earth your possession. You will break them with a rod of iron. You will dash them to pieces like a potter. Therefore, you kings, be wise. Be warned, you rulers of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and celebrate his rule with trembling. Kiss his son, or he will be angry, and your way will lead to your destruction, for his wrath can flare up in a moment. Blessed are all who take refuge in him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. Good Sunday morning, my beloved brothers and sisters. I make it sure that uh, as we record this uh, wonderful show, um, we get the best of our time here in Lebanon, speaking to two wonderful guests, uh, one of whom uh, you have come to meet um, many times so far, Dr. Susan Childress, our uh, vice president in the mission of hope and mercy as a treasurer, and for finance, who is still doing her side visit in Lebanon. Dr. Susan, good Sunday morning to you. Good morning, Father. And, uh, of course, we have with us uh, Father Charbel Saifi. Uh, Father Charbel, you have heard him before now um, on the show. Father Charbel graduated um, with his Ph.D. in canon law, and uh, he has specialized in marriage and family, actually. He is a priest in the diocese known as Eparchy of Jbeil, Biblos in Lebanon, and an assistant pastor at St. George Maronite Parish in Hala in Jbeil, Lebanon a canon lawyer at the Maronite Tribunal, and a friend of the Mission of Hope and Mercy. Father Charbel, um, good morning to you. Good morning, How is your English so far? Uh, now, very, I need some practice. More. Well, you're going to practice a lot on this on the show, because we're going to address you. You know, we want to speak a little bit about the spirituality of St. Joseph. Um, knowing, knowing that we, we, we don't have really too many re- references about St. Joseph in history. Who is St. Joseph? Short and sweet. I prefer to speak in Arabic. Thank you for advanced the translation. Of course. Uh, we don't have to win the That speak about the saint. There are some actions that St. Jesus made here on his side. The most important thing the Bible teaches us about St. Joseph is that he did what he was told by the angel. So the personality of Saint Joseph, the very first, um, the very first thing we can describe him with is that he was totally disposed to obey in full the will of God. Such a personality was a personality that accompanied the divine plan of salvation. In order for such personality to understand and live um, this plan of salvation, we as Christians are in need to understand the companion of St. Joseph for God the Father. And also God has provided him to be uh, the guardian of the Virgin Mary and Jesus. Just in comparison, if you look at Adam, who was the companion of Eve, 
Um, so Joseph was the companion of the Virgin Mary. In summary, we can distinguish um, some of the quali qualities of St. Joseph, his silence, his obedience, um, always disposed to listen totally to the Holy Spirit and to the God and the Holy Angel. Um, the life in a humility and meekness uh, as a humble human being. And every day um, he would be a living martyr that uh, whose job was to always care, provide, and um, protect the Holy Family. He would take him to Jerusalem. He ran away with the baby and his mother to Egypt. He brought them back from Egypt to settle them in Nazareth. And on a daily basis, he worked as a carpenter to provide for them. He was a good worker. He was a good father. And he is the patron saint of uh, the workers, the carpenters, and he is a patron saint of the good death because he died in the hands of Jesus and Mary. He depicts the image of the, the man, the human being, who is always and to listen to the voice of God, so he obeys the voice of God. So we can say that through the guardianship of Joseph, we could see well how Jesus and Mary were always protected and surrounded and covered by the this intimate presence of God the Father during the earthly life of Jesus and Mary through the care of St. Joseph. And of course, he is uh, one of the unique patrons, um, according to our church, St. Teresa of Avila tells us that in my life, during my life, I never asked for anything through the intercession of St. Joseph and not so anything I had asked for through his intercession, I have got it. And she also said is a close friend to God the Father. Thank you, Abuna Sharbil, for this one for um about St. Joseph. Well, Dr. Susan, you on the other hand, to go to some practical um thing this week, you visited with uh, the congregation of the Holy Family. Um, and we know St. Joseph is the third person in the whole family. We talk about the Virgin Mary, we talk about Jesus our Lord, and we talk about Joseph, the congregation of the Holy Family. You met uh, one principal of their school, you pronounced, but last of all, we had a wonderful meeting with the Superior General of the Congregation of the Holy Family. Um, for our friends and listeners, the Congregation of the Holy Family is uh, the largest uh, consecrated women uh, religious congregation in the Middle East. It still has till today about 250 nuns. They have about 22 Catholic schools in uh, Lebanon alone and about five schools outside of Lebanon, including in Australia. And they have uh, a presence in a parish um, in the West Coast in the United States, in Anaheim, California, uh, where they teach the children, um, catechism and the uh, Maronite heritage as well. Um, and of course, um, in the context of our visit with Dr. Susan to the religious uh, sisters of the Holy Family Maronite congregation, uh, they were very happy to meet us, yet they invited us to tell us that at least uh, five of their 22 Catholic schools have closed down due to the economic uh, difficulty and now they are closing down two more schools. And uh, they had requested that we would meet with them as mission of law and mercy from the United States in order to discuss possibilities and ways uh, to help. Dr. Susan, again, good morning to you. Uh, welcome to the show one more time. Um, what did you see in your meeting with the Sisters of the Holy Family? 
Well, referring to what you just mentioned about the schools closing, the sisters were very sad about this. It was very clear that that their desire is to keep these schools open to provide this Christian education for the children and for their families, and that that it was a source of great sadness to them that the schools were having to close, and that I think even the schools are open are are having difficulty because of the difficulty with paying and supporting teachers. I mean, that's the the big problem, it seems, is that the teachers are not um, able to be supported due to the financial crisis. And so... Um, what would that mean practically? What, what does it mean if the teachers are not supported? What does it mean? Schools had budgets, um, like if we are in the U.S., we would like to make our listeners in the U.S. understand their first. Why would the school close if they have a budget? Why would the school close if they have people... What caused the shutdown of these five schools and two more to go? Why did they shut down? Did this explain to you? Or maybe um, I may have missed some of the issues, but I think it, it has to do with the fact that the the um the Lebanese pound has lost so much of its value, and so it's um difficult to pay for education for the for the um. For families, and it's also difficult for the schools to support the teachers to then educate the because the, the money is not adequate to support the teachers to keep. And that uh, whatever they had been saving prior to 2019, um, the money for the schools exactly, uh, what happened to that money in Lebanon? Oh, it disappeared. Um, why? Why did the money disappear? Just to let our listeners know again and again. Why did the money appear from the banks? All these parishes, all these Catholic schools, all these religious congregations they had money in schools. They planned ahead uh, to secure the school year, uh, paying salaries for their teachers, uh, paying for their maintenance. For the all of a sudden, everything stopped, and there is no more money. What happened with that money? How about the my dear father? The problem is that. The second half of the 2019, the cash flow became less and less, uh, was lacking from the case of Lebanon. And this was that a few people were transferring outside of Lebanon billions of dollars. They were taking it from Lebanon and transferring out of Lebanon. And uh, in fact, this was due that politicians and corrupt business people were taking their money out of the local Lebanese banks and they were them to outside of Lebanon. And this caused almost a total collapse at the time um, in the Lebanese economy. And uh, so in return also, the people being afraid of what happened, started withdrawing their money from the banks whenever they could uh, withdraw from the banks and uh, put them in their homes, store money in their homes, or move them to um, uh, funds outside of Lebanon. Um, it seems that uh, the, the here uh, the Lebanese pound also lost its value because the Lebanese government was in debt, was in debt billions of dollars. Um, and this definitely affected businesses, affected schools, affected uh, individuals, affected uh, small uh, businesses, entrepreneurs, uh, people who had settled all their accounts, pulling them in local Lebanese banks. And um, the banks prohibited the people to take their money. So they put a limit on which people can withdraw from the banks. With this, uh, the living expense of the people became unbearable, in fact. 
because um, the cost of living in Lebanon became very high. The warmth, the heat, the cooling, uh, the food cost. And, um, and of course, there was many emergencies that came to the life of uh, the people in Lebanon. Medication was a major, um, a major need for the people. And a lot of medication lacked and missed from the markets in Lebanon. And people started having to pay two types of bills. Uh, a bill for protector in order to provide them with electricity and medication. And also they kept paying taxes for the Lebanese government. Uh, who was not providing them with services. So the Lebanese people had to pay for two types of governments. And uh, remember, the school system almost shut down from Christmas until this past, this past week. A few of the public schools reopened their doors. The rest are still closed till now. And uh, many of the Catholic schools are still under the threat of uh, still not being able to finish the school year. And unfortunately, other schools already shut down as uh, we saw. And all of this is due to this bad and drastic, horrible situation and due to the uh, bad politics, including the politics in first congregations and religious congregations. Uh, when, um, um, in fact, when they, they saw that these schools are going through tough time, uh, their only thought was that they charged families a little bit more um, there was no other way to be able to fight for education. So this situation ended up depleting the Lebanese people, the Lebanese families, and uh, the Lebanese faithful in the church um, not being able to pay for education. And in fact, you are at a threat now. If you uh, continue to attack the education in Lebanon, uh, you will be attacking the humanity uh, Father Shires, Father I, I want to I interrupt you a little bit. Um, go, on, go back to this conversation about the um, religious sisters. Um, Dr. Susan, this past week, the Mission of Hope and Mercy distributed um, food on teachers, onto teachers. Um, why is food became so important for teachers? I know you had a conversation with a few of our families and friends and we're letting you know that now is the best time. What's most needed now is to give a teacher a pack of food for a month in order for that teacher to continue um, teaching in a school. How can food be related to education in the context of assisting the Lebanese teachers? Why do they need food? They don't have money to buy because in situations in Lebanon where you're, you're Pay is from dollars and Lebanese pounds or just dollars, then these people can do better. They can do okay. They have some dollars. If you're paying in Lebanese pounds only, which I believe is all the teachers are paid, they're only paid in Lebanese pounds. In that situation, their time means nothing. Um, we had a situation a, a week or so ago where we had four languages, and I think it costs hundred dollars, or I'm sorry, seventeen hundred Lebanese pounds. I'm sorry, <laughs> it was seventeen hundred dollars actually. Seventeen hundred dollars for sandwiches, so four hundred dollars sandwich. And so that just tells you how um, inflated the the how much inflation return, how devalued the Lebanese pound is. So imagine if that's what you're paid in only, then you can see why these teachers don't have any to feed their families. So getting food is, is absolutely critical. Even um, with your meeting with the 
Twitter general, she was asking if there are any ways for people in the U.S. to help. Uh, um, for U.S. organizations, U.S. churches, U.S. Uh, uh, schools, assist religious congregations around to keep their school. What would be the best approach for in the U.S. if they were to have um Catholic school system in Lebanon? What would be, what would approach would you take? Who, who would go to in the United States? Yeah, just a personal question. I mean, if I come to you and an American and I tell you, I wanted to help a school in Lebanon, what would move you? What would, uh, what is the, the argument we need to use to, con- to convince the people in the U.S. that it is a good cause to assist the Catholic school system in Lebanon to remain open? Um, any thoughts? Well, I think that the education, of course, is, is so important. Um, any reasons, Christian education is so important. And, and I think that's one thing that Lebanese people have always um, been known for is their strong educational systems. It's really important to families here. Um, so, and I think it's important to families everywhere and to, to parents and days everywhere. And so I think to, to think that, that your child may not be able to be educated because Teachers are not available to them, and and to think about losing Christianity from this part of the world because there are no teachers to support families. That's the key word I'm looking. Sorry to interrupt you, but this is a key word I'm looking at, and you just said it. If we lack education for Christians in Lebanon, and if Christian institutions stop being able to provide education for people in the Middle East, because Muslim students attend Catholic schools. Christian students attend Catholic schools. I think the best coexistent model, the best pluralistic model, actually takes a place in the Catholic schools. In the Middle East, you, you saw the sister in the village in Akura, which is telling you um, that um, refugee children actually uh, painted the image of the cross of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and that they wrote the um, Hope and Mercy, say, Rafka. Um, right. And they pray with them in a school. Um, those stories only take place in Catholic schools. And they also told us at that school that that the village actually had increased in, in numbers of families that were there because the school was there. So we know that having schools that are functioning, schools that are active, does help the families here in Lebanon. I, I wanna I wanna oppose this uh, by contradiction to what's happening in the U.S. We see in our Catholic school system in the U.S. and in our public school system, there is some secular values. We, we call them the values. I'm not sure if they are valid, as a matter of fact, in many, many instances. But while in the United States, we see that in our Catholic school system and in our private and public school system, we see that there are ideologies. There is a fight. There is a bad. There is a parent's rights. There is over children's rights. There is a school right. And teachers' rights, there is a fight between the parents and the teachers and the school boards and all of that. Um, you don't see this in Lebanon, right? No, I don't see that at all. I, I don't see that at all. So the schools in Lebanon, they aim to simply teach faith, hope, love, and a proper civic education for the children. That's what it seems. Yes. And um, in opposition to what's happened in the United States uh, and the school system, um, what recommendation? What recommendation um, would you, or what is missing? What is missing between parents and teachers in the United States that is for the benefit of the child education? What is missing? 
بوتشر بيل ام نوت شور اذ يو كان كومنت اون ذات حبيبتي فكره هيك شيء صغير وصل لجواب بحس هاف ا ليتل ايديا اباوت ذات فاذ اندري معنا مدرسه امريكيه اور اكسبيرينس اباوت ذا امريكان سكولز فيري بينيفيشال تو اس اند ان ريتيرن اي دو بيليف ذات ذا اكسبيرينس اوف ذا كريستيانس سكول لبنان از فيري امبورتنت تو ذا امريكان Our experience says that we are ought to educate the child um, uh, in a true, a good, healthy education that would bring the child back into the family, back into the society, where the school becomes a mother of a fuller, holistic um, a child care system, where the child is um, in the school, at home, in the society, receiving the perfect uh, theology of, of an education that would provide them with the best uh, civic values, religious values, and the patriotic value. At the same time, to allow um, us um, that we learn from them uh, how we provide better uh, a freedom that is responsible, a freedom that uh, will enable these children to promote uh, freedom Um, in a future, a freedom of religion and a freedom uh, in a society and the excellence in the businesses and also promote the Christian values in order to make those people um, emissaries, missionaries of peace in the world, despite uh, uh, the differences that we see amongst cultures. Um, and uh, in such a way, the objective education system in U.S. and in Lebanon could promote uh, a message of peace for the whole world. I want to thank you. And uh, you. I want to tell you, thank you. Um, we have uh, enough time. Uh, and you want to start through the Catholic education system and this uh, exchange between the scientific excellence that we have in the United States, yes. yet between the rudeness of identity as Abu Nasharbil um, in part of the families, the teachers, and the students here in Lebanon, that as we promote advancement in science, we also promote at the same time um, confirmation in our rudeness and a firmness for our rudeness as being created in the image of God. And the only way to grow forward and to advance in the world is to be living in the fullness of the stature of our Lord Jesus Christ, who is a perfect man and perfect God. May God bless us all, protect us from all evil, and may God bring us all to everlasting life. Amen. Thanks for joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today. And join us next week at 9.30 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.